0: pray. ourselves to you give it all to you give ourselves to you Lord. You're so holy. You're so holy. You're so holy, Lord. No one like you. No one like you. There's no one. Like
1: through these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven. For the Lord would say, Truly you have heard the sound of the trumpet of the Spirit. You have heard the voice of the Spirit calling you to come. And you have come upon the staircase of heaven. And upon that place you have remained, says the Lord. But the Lord says, push a little bit more. Cry a little bit more, for your shout is an exclamation in heaven. It is saturating the heavens with the voices of hearts that are filled with passion. Of hearts that are filled, that are ablaze with a passion for the king and his kingdom. And the Lord says that before my throne there is a saffron floor that burns with the holy fire of my holiness. And it has a voice, and it is crying to come. For as you press yet a little more, the Lord says, I am opening a door that shall usher you into a corridor that shall usher you before my throne, says the Lord. For the Lord says that the bowl of prayers of the saints to prepare the way have been preparing the way, and they are feeling, and they are coming near to the brim. And the Lord says they shall overflow, we shall release an outpouring, says the Lord. And the Lord says that you shall behold my glory, I shall reveal my glory to you, and you shall see me be enthroned in this place, says the Lord. For my Son, Jesus the Christ, shall be glorified.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Let's go back into Holy, You Are Holy. Just that song of the Spirit. Let's sing it, church. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. holy. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God, For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it to hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For the Lord says, I've called you my sons and I've called you my daughters. Now abide with me in the secret place. Will you come? to a place, will you come through that open door? Will you traverse even the secret place? Will you come into the holy of holies? Will you walk on the sapphire floor? Will you walk as one with me, says the Lord? For truly I've called my sons and daughters to look into my son's face that there would be a transformation. There would be, as it were, a change from glory to glory, that you would be and you would become even the image of my son, says the Lord. For the Lord says, as you walk with me in the secret place, I will cause you to be a representation of my holiness. And I will deliver those among you from the impurity and the corruption of this age, for they shall look upon you and see the rising glory of my holiness upon you. I will cause, even as it were, the fire of my spirit, a fresh baptism of my spirit, says the Lord, a very purging, a very cleansing, even a fire, says the Lord that will cause a holiness and a purity to become upon you. For I am calling for vessels of honor in this day. For the Lord says, a representation of my holiness you shall be. And I will cause, as it were, the fire of my holiness to burn in your spirit, to burn in your heart, says the Lord. For truly the light of my glory, even the glory of my holiness, shall rise upon my remnant church. And there will be many that will be attracted to the holiness and the sweet incense that comes from my presence. For the Lord says, the day star is rising in your heart, says the Lord, and my glory shall rise upon you. And it will cause kings and commoners to come to the brightness of your rising. But it shall be the spirit of holiness that draws them, says the Lord. So be perfected in holiness. Embrace and cry out for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. For in that I will purify you. I will cleanse you. And I will cause my glory to rise upon you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Shout unto God. Hallelujah. Let's go back into the Holy Son. How do you know there's a spirit of holiness in this place? The banner of holiness is being raised over this house. Holiness unto the Lord. Let's sing it. Holiness unto the Lord. Holiness unto the
0: Lord. Holy,
2: holy. Keep singing, keep singing, keep singing. Cleansing angels are being released in this house. Cleansing angels, angels of fire, angels of fire are being released into this house. Receive Receive the fire, receive the fire, receive the fire. the fire. I see tongues of fire being released by the angels of fire, angels of sanctification, angels of cleansing. Be released in this house. Receive the fire. Tongues of fire. Tongues of fire. Receive the fire. Let it purge you. Let it cleanse you. Let it sanctify you of all filled Who wants more? More, Lord. Pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. Come on, he's not done. Come on, he's not done. He's not done. 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 We're not done. He's not done. Let's go into that, Ryan. All-consuming fire.
0: consuming fire. Come on, sing at church. Come on. You're a heart's desire. All-consuming fire. You're a heart's desire. Yeah. All-consuming fire. You're a heart's desire. desire. Oh, All-consuming fire. You're a heart's desire.
2: the fire. Some of you may be experiencing a heat in the belly of your spirit. Just receive and lift up your hands to the Lord, Father, cleanse these vessels. Say with me, cleanse this temple, cleanse this temple, God, cleanse this temple, cleanse it with holy fire, burn up the chaff, burn up the chaff, burn up the chaff. Let it burn, church. Let it burn. Hallelujah. Thank you for the holy moments of God. In a moment, God can do a work. It would take hours, years of counseling. God can do it in a minute. Oh, purge your church, God. Purge your church. Let it burn, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. Let it burn, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. Oh, Oh, your heart's desire. Keep singing. All consuming fire. Your heart's desire. Keep singing it. Come on. Your desire. All consuming fire.
0: Fire, yeah, all consuming fire, yes, you're a heart's desire, all consuming, all consuming fire
2: You, Lord, for the purging work of your Holy Spirit. Father, we embrace the baptism of fire. Cleanse us, purge us, sanctify us. Messenger of the covenant, come suddenly to your temple. Cleanse us and purge us of all iniquity. Lord, make us clean, make us holy, even as you are holy. We embrace the fire of your holiness. We embrace the spirit of judgment and burning. We embrace the spirit of the fear of the Lord. We embrace it, O God. Do your work in these vessels, God. Cleanse us, make us holy, purge us, make us clean, O God. Your spirit the Lord. Father, we cry out for the judgments of the Lord. more to be desired than gold, than much fine gold, sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. By your judgments, your servant is warned. And in keeping the judgments of the Lord, there is great reward, God. So, Father, we embrace the judgments of the Lord, spirit of judgment and burning. Convict as we confess our sin. Cleanse us of all iniquity. Make us holy. Sanctify us. Qualify us, God, for your work. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Keep playing. Keep playing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here? August 24th is a special day for you. I don't know if it's your birthday. It's a wedding anniversary. August 24th. Anybody here? That is that August 24th? Come on up. Is that your birthday? Your anniversary. And the burden of your heart is your husband. That's the burden of your heart, is your husband. Come hear the word of the Lord. Come, come close. And your and 24th is what for you? The day, day that your dad died. And he was dear to your heart. That's why that date is dear to you. Hear the word of the Lord. For the Lord says, I'm going to restore the breach. And those things that were a chagrin, those things that were a shame in your life, the Lord says, I will turn around for your glory. For the Lord says, I've heard your prayers. I've seen your tears in the night seasons. And the Lord says, I'm bringing a conviction. The spirit of convictions being released upon your husband, says the Lord. And that which you've been waiting for shall happen For the Lord says, I will break down the walls of resistance in his heart, says the Lord. I will cause him to be a broken man, but for my good, says the Lord. The Lord says, I will cause the waters of life that have held back the dam to flood his soul. I will wash him with the water of my word. I WILL CONVICT HIM BY MY HOLY SPIRIT, AND I WILL CAUSE A WELLSPRING OF LIFE TO SPRING UP WITHIN HIM. FOR THE LORD SAYS, I'VE HEARD YOUR PRAYERS, I'VE SEEN YOUR TEARS, AND THE LORD SAYS THERE SHALL BE A MELDING, THERE SHALL BE A COVENANT THAT SHALL BE RESTORED IN HIS HEART AND IN HIS LIFE. FOR THE LORD SAYS HE WILL LET GO OF THE REGRETS AND THE GRIEF OF THE PAST, AND THE LORD SAYS I WILL CAUSE MY WELLSPRING OF LIFE. To rise up within him. The Lord says you will know the joy of your covenant once again. And you will partake and enjoy of the grace of life again says the Lord. For the Lord says I will cause that which the enemy has meant for evil. I will turn it around for good. For the Lord said this year marks a tide of turning. The Lord says the seven years in the desert shall come to an end. And I will restore the joy of your life. The joy of salvation. Salvation, the joys of marriage. And the Lord says, you will not look back any longer at what was, but the Lord says, I will set a mark in the spirit for I am turning the page of your life and I will cause that which is written in this new season of hope to be engraved on the tablets of your heart, says the Lord. Arise and shine. Wipe your tears for your prayers have been heard for restitution, reconciliation and resurrection life shall be the lot of your family, says the Lord, for I am breaking the curse of shame and poverty off of your lives, says the Lord, and I will cause my standard to be raised in your house, for I am causing the order of the kingdom to come to your house, says the Lord, and I will cause my grace to be upon you in these days of glory, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord says, I will remove the tears and fears of a lost father. For the Lord says, you known of his commending and hand of blessing and had not found it again in a human being. But the Lord says, know that I have adopted you and my commendation, my blessing, my approval is upon you, says the Lord. For the Lord says, where there has not been the hand of man to encourage, to bless and to cause you to prosper. The Lord says, know that my hand is upon you. And the Lord says, I will cause you to prosper in the way. For the Lord says, as you've humbled yourself before me and have become my daughter, the Lord says, the blessings of the daughter are yours for the asking. The Lord says, do not look to the hand of man. Do not look to the faces of men. But the Lord says, look into the face of my son and I will cause a transformation. I will cause a blessing to come, for the Lord says where man has not blessed, I have blessed, and where men have cursed, I have broken the curse, for the Lord says I will cause the standard of my words to arise in your heart, for my word shall not return void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the way that I've sent it, for I've sent my word to heal you and deliver you from all destruction, arise my daughter, for victory is on the horizon, lay hold on to me, says God, and I will prove your faith and cause the testimony to rise from your mouth. Come in, come in to the promise of God, for the Lord says, milk and honey is yours for the asking. Receive of the blessing, for I will cause you to remove the giant's head, and I will cause, as it were, my blessing uh, to be upon you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him glory. Hallelujah. got a few things, other things here, somebody having a wrist problem, problem with your wrist, also someone has got some sort of problem with your bladder, incontinence or something like that, also is there someone here that's having problems with nosebleed, you're having nosebleed, come on up if that's you, come on, I'm not making this stuff up, come on, (gasps) Which what what is this? Okay. I'm gonna need some help. Pastor Kay, Dr. Francis and Agnes Obi Other ministry team members. I wanna find out what the what these are. Um, okay,
0: bladder.
2: The, the wrist uh, and the bl- and bladder. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. All right, go ahead. Ministry team. Now, let's continue praying, Ryan. Now, I want everybody out here to pray. This is not spectator time. It's participant time. So I want you guys are praying in the spirit. Amen. Testify.
0: My,
1: my wrist was very kind of painful. Like, can
2: you hear that? Yeah. Hold it up to your mouth. Okay. My wrist was painful and now it is not. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Alright, so we got the wrist. We've got the bladder problem, anybody with the bloody, the bloody nose? I just saw that during worship. Is anybody having any problem with like a bloody, uh, periodically bleeding? Anybody like that? All right. Is that you? Okay, I knew I, I saw that. Come, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, so people come up to me after the service and say, hey, that was me. It's like, well, no, I was anointed to pray then. How many know when God gives a word of knowledge, He wants to heal now? Now! Amen. Amen? Thank you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, Father, we just curse, Lord, this bloody nose problem. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for sealing, Lord, the capillaries, the veins, the arteries, Father, in this nose. In the name of Jesus, I say be made whole now, right now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for the anointing that destroys the yoke, Father, of nosebleed in the name of Jesus. Be made whole, be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, church, give him praise. Give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The sweet spirit. Keep singing. Keep singing, Ryan. Come on. Uh,
0: Ah, 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 ah. ah, ah.
2: Such a sweet spirit here this morning. How many of you feel the spirit of holiness? Spirit of the fear of the Lord. God sanctifying His church. Do you have something? Go ahead, sweetie.
1: I do. Um, Grace, I keep seeing you in a vision as a little girl. And you have a long braid, And the Lord says to you, Just as it takes three strands to form a braid, the Lord says, The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit braided Himself to you long ago. For the mighty hand of God has been upon you all the days of your life. And the Lord says, You're in a place of toolage, and you're learning knowledge. But the Lord says, In the days ahead in your future... That knowledge shall be mixed with the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord says, you shall be a voice for me, says the Lord, a voice of courage, an uncommon courage, an uncommon grace shall be upon you. And I shall insert you even in dark places and in tight places, says the Lord, for you shall declare my voice, says the Lord, and it shall cause those places to expand, for my hand the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost has marked you and has put a seal on your heart and has braided themselves to you, says the Lord.
2: Hallelujah. Powerful word. Powerful, powerful. Thank you. Hallelujah. Whoo! We can just keep going. But I do, I really feel like this word I'm going to preach this morning is from the Lord. Um, so will you stay in the Spirit with me? Will you stay in the spirit? Because the spirit of wisdom and revelation flows when you stay in the glory. Does that make sense? You will get revelation as long as you stay engaged in the glory realm. Does that make sense? How many you know that everything that we need can be found in the glory. There's healing in the glory. There's deliverance in the glory. There's revelation in the glory. Everything can be found in the glory. Amen. Worship team, awesome job. Ryan and team, awesome. Thank you, David and Stephanie. Ryan, God bless you. Thank you so much. We're going to get right into the word. If we could hit the record button back there. The title of this message this morning is Make It Your Aim to Be Well-Pleasing to God. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, a very familiar passage of scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, while you're turning there, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray God for the next few moments that you would anoint my tongue, that it would be as it were the pen of a ready writer to speak a word in season that would bring revelation. Lord, of what pleases you, God. Thank you, Lord, for ears to hear And I used to see what you're doing in the Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, amen, Amen. and amen. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15, this is one of the prayers that Paul prayed, very familiar passage of Scripture, we're going to look at some things you maybe have not recognized before in this passage. Paul said, I make mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, say with me, the Father of glory. Did you know that this is the only place in Scripture where it says the Father of glory? That's one reason why I love this passage. The Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Say with me, the knowledge of Him. Why does God give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation? So that we can know Him. Amen? Amen. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding, we talked about this before, that word understanding literally means heart or spirit. How many know that your spirit man resides down in this region? The Bible says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching the innermost parts of the belly. This is where the spirit man lives, amen? And this morning, he should have lit your candle, amen? If you're alive, if you're born again, he should have lit your candle in the presence of his holiness this morning. That the eyes of your heart, how many know that you've got natural eyes, you've got spiritual eyes, you've got natural ears, you've got ears in your heart. When Jesus said, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear, he wasn't talking about these ears, he was talking about the ears of your spirit, man, amen? amen. The eyes of your spirit, being enlightened, how many know that anytime there's light, there's revelation? The entrance of your word gives light, or brings light, Amen? So anytime there's revelation, it's represented by light. That's why where there's glory, there's revelation. The light of his glory is revelation. Amen? That your spirit would be enlightened. Why? That you may know, number one, what is the hope of his calling? Say with me, his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance? Say with me, his inheritance. In the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power? Say with me, His power. power. Toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power. So in this passage of Scripture, we realize that as we draw near unto the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and we're going to find out that the knowledge of Him is found in the face of Jesus Christ, is it not? Amen? That the eyes of our heart are enlightened, that we would know the hope of His calling, otherwise known as our purpose. We would know the riches of His glory in the inheritance of the saints. We would know His provision. And we would know the exceeding greatness of His power. Amen? So God gives us revelation of Him that we might know Him, that the eyes of our heart would awaken to our purpose, His provision, and His power. Amen? Say with me, His calling. His inheritance, his power. The eyes of our spirit open to the light of the knowledge of the glory in the face of Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter four verse six. For it is God who commanded light. Say with me, light to shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts? Didn't say in our heads. In our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, where? In the face of Jesus Christ. This is where transformation takes place. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Now, as we look into the word, how many know that Jesus is the word? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. There is a degree of revelation that takes place when we look into his word, because his word brings light, revelation of who Jesus is. So there's revelation that comes through the word, but there's also revelation that comes by having an encounter with the face of Jesus Christ. Amen? That means you've got to spend time in the glory, in his presence. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 3.18, for we are all with unveiled face. Say with me, unveiled face. There no longer is a veil in front of our face, even as there was a veil before Moses' face. There's no longer a veil, and we can see him. Face to face, as he is, Amen. Beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. Say with me, transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Okay. Now we know that there's seven spirits of God, attributes of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Talks about it in the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom counsel, understanding, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of might also. Amen? So what does the transforming? The spirit of the Lord. That is an attribute of the Holy Spirit that brings transformation as you look into the face of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? When you have an encounter even like Isaiah had an encounter With the Lord. In the year that King Uzziah died. How many know that God. We press into God when we are in a crisis in our lives. Isaiah was in a place of crisis. King Uzziah was a friend of his. He died. In the year that King Uzziah died. I saw the Lord. High and lifted up the train of his robe. Filled the temple. And he saw the seraphim crying out unto the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And in that place of seeing the face of God, Isaiah said he was convicted of his sin. How many know that the holiness of God will bring a conviction of sin when you get into the presence of his holiness? What did he say? He said, woe is me, for I am undone. That word means I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. He didn't see King Uzziah. He saw the king of kings. He saw Jesus. He saw the face of Jesus. And there was a conviction that brought a confession that brought a cleansing. Why? Because the seraphim came with coals from the altar and touched his lips and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. You are cleansed. And it was only when he had been cleansed that he began to hear a voice that he had never heard before. Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, send me. Amen? We need to have an encounter with the face of Jesus. If we're going to be transformed, if we're going to be changed, to be equipped to do His work. Amen? You see, our knowledge of God through transformation Into the likeness of Jesus enables us to know his calling, his inheritance, and his power. Now, I've been doing this a while, and I hear people quote, misquote this scripture all the time. Instead of saying that we would know the hope of his calling, they say that I would know the hope of my calling. And instead of knowing the riches of the glory of his inheritance, they say, then I would know the riches of the glory of my inheritance. It's not what it says. Amen? Because American Christianity has become more about us than about him. So it's my calling, my inheritance, and even tempted, many have been tempted to say even my power. And even though they may not say it, it's in their heart. Some of these pastors, preachers, ministers, they give people the impression that those being healed is done under their power instead of God's power. You know, the apostle Peter did not fall into that trap. When he went to the gate beautiful in the temple, there was a crippled man who had been crippled from birth. And the crippled man looked up at Peter, expecting to receive something. Piece of gold, perhaps. And Peter said, I got nothing. I got nothing in my pocket. I got nothing. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. But he put faith to his words. He took him by the hand, and as he pulled him up, his ankle bones received strength and he was healed. How I many know we got to put some faith yeah. or action behind our faith? Faith without works is dead. We're going to take some boldness. And the devil's always going to whisper in yours, Well, what if it doesn't work? Right. Yeah. Well, what if it does? Yeah. The devil will say, Well, what if you're wrong? You got to be willing to be wrong. look stupid to see somebody get healed or get free or get a word I take that risk every week because I'm willing to see people get free at my expense of looking stupid amen yeah I don't know about you but I have a heart to see the body of Christ healed and running in the right correct race I'm tired of seeing Christians running in circles or in the wrong race altogether, not to mention the wrong lane. Amen? So, a miracle happened. He was healed. So, let's pick it up. Acts chapter 3, verse 11. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, and all the people ran together to them... In the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. Say with me, greatly amazed. You know, we we ask for signs and wonders and miracles. We want signs so that people can wonder. And they were wondering. They were greatly amazed that this man was healed. So Peter recognized that they were looking at him and not the Lord. He picked it up. Verse 12, so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us, listen now, as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? What was he saying? He's saying, don't look at me. Don't look at me. It wasn't me who did it. It wasn't by my power that this person got healed. I want everybody to know that. Anything that happens, it's all about him. He did it. All, we're, all we are is channels of the glory of him. That's it. Amen. And verse 16 says, through faith in his name, this man was made strong whom you see and know. See, they knew this guy. Everybody knew him. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Why? Because God wants to demonstrate his power. But we want to argue people into the gospel. We want to have a debate. You can debate till you're blue in the face and you won't win people to Christ. But I tell you what will win them is demonstrations of power. Paul said, I didn't come to you with the wisdom of words of men, but I came to you in the demonstration of the power of the Spirit, so that your faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. People are saying God is dead. Why? Because we got dead people in the church. How many know anybody can have an argument, but it takes It costs something to have the power of God moving in your life. Amen? And the power of God demonstrated through signs, wonders, and miracles ends all arguments. Some atheist comes in here and wants to debate if God is real and they've got some crippling disease and they get healed, it ends all arguments. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Amen? That's what we need. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to pay that price. To operate in the anointing and the glory, in the glory realm, to see people's lives transformed by the power of God. You see, many err by exchanging or substituting their pursuit of the knowledge of God For the pursuit of divine purpose, provision, and power. We get it all mixed up. Notice he said, the spirit of wisdom and revelation I give unto you so that you may know him. Then out of your relationship with him comes the calling, the purpose of God, the provision of God, and the power of God. But in America, we get it all mixed up. We want to bypass coming to know him. We just want God's calling, his purpose. His provision and his power without knowing him. That's a real problem. Amen. What it produces is orphans. They know the power of God, but they don't know him. Just like we read earlier today, before the prophetic words begin to flow, that he's called us to be sons and daughters, number one. Never forget that your calling, His provision, His power will be revealed only properly through Him, through the knowledge of Him. Amen. Through knowing Him, Jeremiah said it this way. Go ahead and turn to Jeremiah nine. It's going to be on your screen here. Jeremiah nine. This is this is how this is how Jeremiah said it. Let me know that it was found in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Jeremiah nine, verse twenty-three. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Say with me, his might. His His wisdom, his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. Not God's riches, his riches. His might, his wisdom, and his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, justice, and righteousness in the earth, for in these I delight. This is what pleases the Lord. But what happens is, When we get God's purpose, we have His wisdom for our calling. When we get His might, or we get His riches, we have a tendency to focus on those things and forget the Lord. The Lord does not delight in those who glory in their wisdom, riches, or might that He provides, but instead He delights in those who glory in the knowledge of Him. You see, our esteem and admiration of our wisdom, riches, and might is a form of vanity and idolatry. In other words, our pursuit of the calling before the one who calls leads to restlessness. Our pursuit of riches before the Redeemer, leads to ruin. And our pursuit of power before the all-powerful one leads to pretension and pride. You see, our pursuit of the knowledge of God will not only produce in and through us godly wisdom, riches and glory, and demonstrations of divine power, but also, listen now, An insatiable love for and devotion to our Heavenly Father. If you fall out of love of Jesus, you better take a few steps back. Amen? And seek the face of God again. You see, our love for our Heavenly Father will cause us to pursue and do those things that please Him. Amen? When you're in love, if you're in love in a marriage, you'll do anything to make your spouse happy. Amen? Same with the Lord. When you're in love with the Father, and you're in love with Jesus, you want to do those things that please Him. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. This is the theme for this passage. Now we're through with the introduction. And getting into the meat of this message. Amen. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter five, verse eight. We are confident, yes, we are well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim. I want you to say it with me, make it our aim, whether present or absent, To be well-pleasing to him. Say with me, well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. All right, very simply. So to be well-pleasing to the Lord, we must know what pleases him. Amen? Not rocket science. We need to know... What he delights in, what pleases him. Anybody want to know, or should I just close it up right now? Anybody want to know what pleases God? All right, that's it. I want to leave you hungry this morning. All right, I'll keep going because I don't want you to feel you have to be here by obligation. Yeah, amen. All right, so what are the pleasures and delights of the Lord? We're going to go over a few of them. This is by no means an exhaustive list, but this is what the Lord gave me. Number one, the Lord delights in our adoption as sons and daughters. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse, let's just go to verse 4. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Isn't that comforting? He chose you before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Listen now. Listen. Having predestined us to the adoption as sons. That means that was part of your destiny before time began. That you would be adopted as a son or daughter of God. Predestined to be the adoptions of, of as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Listen now. According to. The good pleasure of his will. Say with me, good pleasure, good pleasure of his will. That means God is pleased when we bow the knee and we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we become sons and daughters and he becomes our father. I've heard people say, well, we're all children of God. No, you're not. Not unless you're born again, you're not a child of God. So, we're all children of God. No, not unless you've bowed the knee to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Behold, what manner of love the Lord has bestowed upon us that He would call us children of God, sons of God, daughters of God. Amen. Amen. Our relationship with God as our Father is dependent on each one of us becoming adopted sons and daughters through our repentance from sin and confession of faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. Number two, what pleases God? Our increasing knowledge of Him. In Colossians chapter 1, there's another prayer that Paul prayed. Chapter 1, verse 9, For this reason we also do not cease to pray for you. Verse 10, That you may walk worthy of the Lord. Fully pleasing Him. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Say with me, increasing in the knowledge of God. You want to be fully pleasing unto the Lord? Increase your knowledge of Him. You see, the foundation for our knowledge of God is understanding that He is a good and loving father. Amen. Number 3. God is pleased with our ever increasing faith in him. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. It's not just believing that he is, believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. If you believe that, you will diligently seek him, right? If you believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder, how many want a reward here? Come on, don't lie to me. Come on, who wants rewards? I know I do. Heavenly rewards, earthly rewards, I'll take it all. All right, so if you want rewards, we need to diligently seek Him. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. What are we to seek? We are to seek Him, but what part of Him? Our loving Father takes great pleasure in those who believe that He is a good God and rewards those who diligently seek His face. You know what the problem with Christianity has been for the last 20, 30 years? As we've taught the body of Christ to seek the hand of God, not the face of God. Psalm 24, verse 3. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessings. Say with me, blessing. From the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. How many of you want the reward of his blessing? Anybody? Amen. He tells you who that is. It's actually a generation of people. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Selah. I mean, stop and think about it. Amen. When you seek the face of God, you're going to find the face of Jesus. The revelation of the Father can be found in the face of Jesus. Remember, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Remember, one of of the disciples said, show us the Father and it will be sufficient for us. He said, what are you saying? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So when you see the face of Jesus, you see all the attributes of the Godhead because they're all encompassed In one person, Jesus Christ. Amen? So what are some of the rewards and the blessings of seeking the face of God? Well, Psalm 16, verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life, for in your presence is fullness of joy. Not just joy, fullness. Abundant, overflowing joy in the presence of the Lord. Amen? And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. These are some of the blessings of our faith that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek his face. Amen? These everlasting pleasures and treasures of heaven are not to be enjoyed, not just when we get to heaven, but in the right here and the right now. Amen? Oh, I can't wait till we go sweet by and by. I'm just hanging out, waiting to be catapulted out of here, <laughs> waiting for the rapture, and I believe in the rapture, 1 Thessalonians 4, I believe in the rapture, but not now, not yet, there's work to do, occupy till I come, be a force in the earth, the increase of his government and of his kingdom, there shall be no end, there should not be a, a decrease in the kingdom, the devil's not going to run us out on a rail, no, we're going to leave with a high hand church, amen, amen. Start acting like it. Quit running and hiding in a cave of resignation and arise and shine for the glory of God's risen upon you. Amen? Amen. It's time to arise and shine, church. Come on. Where's your sword? Come on. You've been everybody eight wall too long. Had a nice little break. It's time to get down back to business, Amen. You're going to taste of the milk and honey and the treasures of the promised land. You're going to have to take out some giants. You're going to have to lop off some giants' heads. Amen. God's looking for a military force. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. He's given us all power over the devil. But only I give you power over serpents and scorpions, over all the power of the devil. Amen. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. Jesus, he's the head, he's up in heaven. We're his hands, we're his feet. Amen? He's done everything he's ever going to do about the devil. Now it's time for us to do something. Amen? Amen. As the body of Christ to crush Satan under our feet. Amen? All right. Number four. He delights in our humility and fear of him, Isaiah sixty-six two in the Amplified version. But this is the man to whom I will look and have regard. He who is humbled of a broken and contrite spirit, who trembles at my word, and reveres my commands. This is whom he looks to. This is whom he has regard for. This is what gets the attention of heaven. Amen. You know, everybody wants attention here on earth. who's the big name on Facebook these days? Or who does this? I don't know. I'd rather have fame in heaven than fame on earth. I'd rather my name be known in heaven than known on earth. Everybody is competing for a worldly audience. We should be living our lives before an audience of one, Jesus Christ. What has he called us to do? What pleases you, God? That should be a cry of our heart. What pleases you? What makes you happy? You know, as I get older in this, I mean, the reason I'm preaching this is I'm convicted. Some of the things that we do over time. It's like, why am I doing that? We need to ask ourselves a question. Are doing some good things? Why are you doing it? You start looking. Start, let God look at the inner recesses of your heart. Let him do that purging work. At the end of the day, are we doing it all for Jesus? Are we doing it to please him? As I get older in this, it's like, okay, God, forget about this, forget about that. What pleases you? Am I pleasing to you? Am I pleasing to you, Lord? Am I doing what you asked me to do? That's all we need to be doing. Not what somebody else thinks we should be doing or comparing ourselves. The Bible says it's not wise that we do that. Shouldn't be comparing ourselves with one another. I'm not going to be measured against his calling I'm going to be measured against my, what he called me to do. Amen? Right. Matthew 18, 4. Whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest. Say with me, the greatest. In the kingdom of heaven. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It's who humbles himself as a child. We here. very few messages on humility. Very few. It's a great book I wanted to recommend, Andrew Murray's Book called Humility. Simple. I remember coming up in the faith, I carried that book with me in my briefcase. All I the Lord said, I want you to carry that book. I want you to read that book, because you're going to need it. Said, yes, sir. I carried that book, and I still have it. It's a good read about the importance of humility. Well, if, how many want to be great in the kingdom? Come on, raise your hands. Come on, don't lie to me. Who wants to be great? In the kingdom. we got to humble ourselves. We need to find, find out what that is. The so, greatest in the kingdom, humble yourself as a child. That means you come into the Lord and says, I, you know, I don't have the answers. Lord, I'm yours. Do, you know. There's a scripture, I think it's one, Psalm 131. I've weaned myself as a little child before you. I've weaned myself as a little child. Just become like a child before him. I don't know the answers, God. I'm yours. Do with me what you want. Amen. Humility is the spiritual fruit of those who walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Let me say that one more time. Humility is the fruit of those who walk in the fear of the Lord. So if somebody doesn't have humility, that means they don't have the fear of the Lord either. Psalm 147, verse 11, on your screen. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. And of the seven spirits of God that we mentioned earlier, out of Isaiah chapter 11, it says in verse 3 that Jesus' delight is in the fear of the Lord. Out of all the other seven spirits of God, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, counsel, might, understanding, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. He delights himself in the fear of the Lord. In another place, I think it's... I can't remember exactly where, but... It says that the, in Isaiah, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. We need to treasure the fear of the Lord. Amen. The Lord also rewards the humble and fear who fear him. Does anybody want to know what the rewards of fearing the Lord are? I'm just going to give it real quick, real quick, five of them. Proverbs 22:4 By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches Honor and life. See, if you're not seeking those things, but if you honor the Lord, walk in humility and the fear of the Lord, He's going to give you riches, honor, and life. So there's riches, respect, and rejuvenation. What are some of the other rewards? Malachi chapter 3, verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance, say with me, book of remembrance. You know, it's wonderful to be in the Lamb's book of life, but how many would like to be in some other books in heaven? The book of remembrance of those who fear the Lord and meditate upon his name. I want to be in that book. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and meditate on his name. So that's another reward to be written. Even uh, the book of um, Revelation mentions these special stones you're going to be given, too. I think I want one of those, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? <laughs> there you go. All right. So riches, respect, rejuvenation, and remembrance. Number five. This is one you never hear preach. We did a whole series on this, and hardly anybody showed up. I couldn't figure it out. This is one of the keys to revival. Listen. Isaiah 57, verse 15. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. What kind of spirit? Humble spirit. To what? Why does he dwell with you in the high and holy place? With those who are humbled of a contrite spirit. He tells you why. To revive. Say it with me, revive. To revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the contrite ones or the repentant ones. Now, that's a promise from heaven. We did a whole course on this uh, about a year ago. Yeah, had hardly anybody show up. And it was like revival. He's going to revive. We say, oh, we want revival. Well, you want revival? Then you want to be humble. Because he said he's going to revive the hearts of the humble, those who abide with him in the secret place. How many know that revival starts with you? It's not flashing lights. It's not even healings or mass salvations. Revival starts with you. Amen? You can get in a revival and never be revived if revival is not in you. Starts right here. Amen? And if we get enough fire in us, when we come together as one, there's going to be a whole lot of fire. There's going to be a whole lot of glory. There's going to be a whole lot of salvations, healings, signs, and wonders. We're developing a culture of revival. But we're not worshiping revival. We're worshiping the God of revival. Yes. Amen? Does that make sense? Yes. We're not ro- worshiping revival, you know? No. If you worship the God of revival, you will be revived. You will experience revival. Amen? Number five. I'm moving. I'm moving. Watching the clock. He delights in our seeking first his kingdom. Luke chapter tw- uh, 12, verse 32. Do not fear, little folk, for it is your father's good pleasure. Say with me, good pleasure. To give you the kingdom. He wants to give it to you. He delights in giving you the kingdom. Amen? Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So what things shall be added? Romans 14.17, all things. But it includes, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but what? Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. How many know that the treasures of the Lord a lot of times aren't tangible in the natural a lot of them are in the Spirit. And they do translate into natural things, riches, honor, and life. Amen. Number six. He delights in our righteousness and uprightness. First Chronicles 29, verse 17. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. Proverbs 15 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. Psalm 18, 20. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Proverbs eleven twenty. 20. Those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord. But the blameless in their ways are his delight. What are some of the rewards of the righteous and the blameless? Proverbs sixteen seven. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. What a strategy from heaven. If you please the Lord... Even the people that hate you become a non-issue. Non-issue. Amen? Number seven, he delights in our walking in truth. Proverbs uh, 12, 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. And in 3 John 1, 4, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Say with me, walk in truth. It didn't say know the truth. And we know that the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. But it is only the truth that you walk in that will make you free. You know you can know truth, but if you do not walk in truth, you will not be free. And so God delights in those who walk in the truth. Not just know it. We've got a lot of people that have had knowledge about what is truth, but their lives are a shambles. We've got to walk in truth. Number eight. The Lord takes pleasure in our secret prayers and secret fasting. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. When you pray, go to your room And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Where is the father? In the secret place. Where is he? In the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. God doesn't reward things that doesn't please him. Amen. He's only going to reward. He's only going to bless those things that please him. Matthew chapter 6, verse 17. But you, when you fast. Say with me, when you fast. It doesn't say if you fast. When you fast. Anoint your head and wash your face, so you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. So we're not fasting unto men, we're fasting unto the Lord. Amen? And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So this year of consecrated prayer and fasting, I don't know about you, but there is an expectation of an open reward from God. Amen? And to me, that reward is His glorious presence in a revival and an awakening that will see many saved, many delivered from demons, many healed, many turned on to God, many transformed by the presence of God. That is my prayer for this church, amen, for this city and for this state. Number nine, I only got ten, so just relax. (laughs) Number nine, he delights in our prosperity. Contrary to popular religious belief, the Lord does not delight in your poverty. But he does delight and take pleasure in your prosperity. We'll prove it. I did on the screen. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen? That means you have provision from heaven. Amen? You have an abundance so that you can bless others and get this gospel preached to all nations. Amen? Amen? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. R-I-C-H. Did I spell it right? Okay. Another prosperity preacher. Go read my book. Go read the booklet. We're going to be preaching on it Wednesday night. The balance of this gospel. Because we're gonna be dealing with mammon in this, in this book too. Okay? Yeah. But don't rewrite what's written. He had some famous preacher a little while back say, I'll rip up all my tapes and CDs uh, because uh, this is how preachers manipulate uh, the congregation is through tithes and offerings. Well, maybe that's what you did, but that's not what's in the gospel. Amen? That's not the gospel. So what he's done is a disservice to the body of Christ, basically cut their legs out from under them so they have no way of actually getting to the riches and glory and getting this gospel preached to the nations. That's what he's done. Yeah, you repent if you've manipulated people by a, a, a prosperity gospel that you were using to manipulate people. Yeah, you repent of that. But don't change the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't change it. Amen? And that's exactly what he did because he was convicted. Oh, you're convicted. Well, repent for that. Repent for manipulating people for money. Repent for that, but don't repent for what the gospel says. Yeah. We have another, oh, well, this preacher repented of the, of the prosperity gospel. Well, no, he didn't. He repented of manipulating people in the name of prosperity. That's what he did. Yeah. Trying to take advantage, manipulate people, coerce people. Do you understand what I'm saying here? They did it with wrong motives. Amen? It's all about the motive of the heart. When it comes to money, it's all about the heart. The Bible says if riches increase, don't set your heart on them. And I'm precursoring Wednesday's message, okay? Because I'm I'm drawing a hard line against Mammonites. Amen? Amen? Amen. Yeah, all the wrong way. You you know, it's one thing to get the riches of of, of glory of his inheritance, amen? It's what you do with it when you get it. It's what you do with it. All right, I'm going to preach that Wednesday. Let me finish this up. Amen. Number 10. God delights in our showing mercy. Micah 7, 18. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. Psalm 145, verse 8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all of his works. Amen? You remember the story very quickly of the Good Samaritan. There was a priest, there was a Levite, that passed by a man who had been robbed and beat up. Amen? But it was a guy, he was a Samaritan who... We're in that age. We're despised. Amen? But what did the Samaritan do? He stopped, and he took care of that person. Amen? Showed mercy on them. And so Jesus taught through a parable, and he asked his disciples, so which one of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And they replied to him, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go, go. And do likewise. What is he saying? Go and show mercy. Go and show mercy. Why? Because he delights in mercy. You know, I don't know about you, but when we come to the end of our lives and we're at the judgment seat of Christ, we all long to hear these words out of Matthew 25, verse 21. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. How many know that when we get to heaven, we're actually going to be assigned jobs? We're going to have authority over things. And how if we were faithful in the earth with those things will determine what we get and what we're ruler over in heaven. You can enter into the joy of the Lord, but he wants you to be ruler with him. Amen? So, how many of you today that I create an appetite in you to please the Lord? (laughs) To not just seek after your calling, amen, or your inheritance or your power, that as we seek the face of God, come to know Him, that He would supply to us His purpose, His wisdom. His riches, His inheritance, His power. Amen? Everybody stand. Hallelujah. Ryan, if you'll come. Just to begin to pray in the spirit. Cl- we're closing. We're closing. We're going to have our ministry team come on up. But I'm going to have us pray a prayer as we dismiss today. If anybody wants to pray a prayer of consecration, dedication, sanctification unto the Lord this morning, as our ministry team comes to the front, I want you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I consecrate, I dedicate myself unto you. I desire to fulfill your calling. I desire to receive your inheritance. I desire to move in your power. I want to be pleasing in your sight. Therefore, I make it my aim to be well pleasing unto you. As your son, as your daughter, I desire to increase in my knowledge of you. I desire to increase my faith in you. I desire to walk in humility and the fear of the Lord. Therefore, I seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, that all these things would be added unto me. I desire to walk in the truth, and I consecrate myself, that in my secret prayers and secret fasting that I would be pleasing in your sight. I receive the prosperity that you desire to bless me with and help me to show mercy where you are showing mercy. For I desire to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant.